When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, hi, and welcome to another episode of Alec Mappa Hot Mess with Matthew Dempsey, psychotherapist. I'm Alec Mappa. I'm an actor, comedian. I live in Hollywood. And Matt, I had a dream about you last night. I can't wait to hear all the details. <laughs> but until then, I'm Matthew Dempsey. I'm a multicultural counselor and psychotherapist and a little afraid. Uh, no, I went to your apartment. <laughs> we were talking about this before the show. I went yes. to your apartment. I was really excited. And, but your apartment was decorated, like over-decorated in skiing equipment. In skiing equipment. And then I, and then I remember thinking, Oh, okay. And this is the part that I didn't tell you. Because um, I remember this part right before we got up. Uh, right before I woke up, I said, you've never farted in front of me before. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then you went, no, no, I haven't. And then we started and then I just we started to discuss it and then I woke up. So uh, from your professional opinion, yeah. what, is, what does that mean? You know what? OK, at least we'll do a little bit of psychoanalysis okay. here, like a little dream. Are the skis phallic symbols? Are okay, they? Well, the listen, OK, but you're having a dream mm -hmm. about coming over to my home, which you never have. Never have. You've never actually been inside my home. So, mm -hmm. you you know, you're in my home and you're looking at the kind of details and you're starting yeah. to kind of gather information about me. You've also mm -hmm. made a comment that I've never farted in front of you, which is a very intimate thing. So I can't right. help but wonder. Mm. Are you looking for a little bit more intimacy with me? Always. Are you looking to be a little closer with me? Do you feel Always. like you're not? And these are kind of your fantasies playing out yes. at night yeah. that we are getting closer. We're getting we closer can be closer. In my All you have to do is ask for it, Alex. I know. Ask for I, your needs to be met. We were supposed to go out to dinner, <laughs> but it was right when I stopped drinking and I wasn't ready to be in a restaurant around booze yet. Well, it was also, yeah. I mean, still kind of very much in the throes of all, you know, COVID things, right? So we haven't right. like fully been out of the woods on that yet. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Do you have any COVID anxiety? I, you know, I was just going to say no, but then I'd be mm. lying to you because there have been a couple times where I've had these kind of like little flashes of panic of just, mm. oh my God, I think I've got COVID. Oh my God. I, I feel like a little dizzy or did I just cough? And I, and I really go there with it, but uh, you know, then I kind of walk myself through it. I kind of check in on a variety of friends, do a little mm -hmm. reality testing mm -hmm. and realize that I don't <laughs> have COVID, but right. it is interesting for somebody who's kind of very aware of how he feels and is very plugged into kind of my body. It's sometimes that that kind of anxiety can still take over. Huh. <laughs> I got a note from the producer. Um, oh, OK. Um, I, she said that was interesting. What Matt pointed out. Do you want more intimacy? Do I want more intimacy in general or more intimacy with Matt? I always want more intimacy with Matt. With me. <laughs> well, with no, because I follow you on your socials. OK. You know, this is weird. We've been doing this podcast for a year. For and over I a year. I haven't seen you in person yeah. since. Um, since before then. Since before then. Yeah. So we see each other every week, but we haven't seen each other in person, person. So yes. I watch all of your adventures 
on <laughs> all of um and and part of the reason we invited our guest today not you know he's amazing we have jack mm-hmm. plotnick who's one of my favorite actors on the show today um is i saw an instagram story of you guys out there and i was thinking yeah oh they're out and they're at a party and i i was like i'm not brave enough to do that yet i'm still anxious about going out yeah, to be clear, this was a party that was outdoors and you had to show vaccination before you got in. But yes, oh. that was the party. Yes. Oh, really? And was yes. everybody unmasked? And uh... at the party, yeah, once you once you got through, once you proved vaccination and we're all outdoors anyways, yes, it was an unmasked. Uh, so you're carrying yes. your vaccination card around. Is it laminated? Is it just... <laughs> no, Grandpa, it's digital. It's, it's on your digital. phone. Oh, it's digital. <laughs> Oh, you just showed a picture of it on the thing on your phone? <laughs> no, you put it in your Apple wallet. It's automatic. <laughs> L.A., California and L.A. specifically will send you out a okay. digital and it's got a QR code on it. You it's, have to. Sh- you have to 2021, baby. All right. So <laughs> I'm not ready to go to a concert. I'm not like Gay Days is coming up at Disneyland and okay. I don't want to go. And I well, still so feel in- like. So interesting then as we're kind of talking about like the dream that you had, but then you're also kind of paying attention to what other people are doing and Mm -hmm. seeing other people out there. And, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe are are you feeling like you kind of want to be out there and be connected to other people and be intimate? No, no, no. I'm I'm home. I'm doing arts and crafts. I'm getting ready for Halloween. Are you following yes. me on Instagram? I am following you on Instagram. Yeah. And I see yes, and I see all your little shop of horrors. Uh, I did a man-eating plant that take that took like I made a man-eating plant off a craft that I found on YouTube. Yes. And I've never done anything like that before. I was just following the instructions and now I'm hooked. Yes. I become a craft girl. Like I'm uh, not gonna scrapbook or anything like that, but this is something I really enjoyed doing, making man-eating plants. That's great. Whenever you do something creative like that, do you ever have any fears that it's not going to come out exactly as you wanted it to? No. I mean, the materials that I'm working with, it's not a painting. I could just spray paint the whole thing over and start all over again. Yeah. That's that's great, though, because anytime I'm doing something creative, if I'm like, you know, trying to plan to make a video or something Mm. like that, I get I get anxious. I get anxious about it. I about the finished product, about about the finished product. And I, hmm. you know, I kind of do all of my work to try to to manage that. We're talking about Hmm. managing anxiety today. There's a little through it. But um, yeah, sometimes I get really caught up in that. I get caught up in what it's going to be like if it's not going to match this kind of like beautiful vision I have in my mind. And then am I going to feel like a failure? Oh. And I get nervous and then I wind up getting tripped up and I stall. I don't do the things that I kind of want to do because of that. I get, I get okay. caught up in my head about it. How do you okay. deal with that anytime that I, because I believe you that you're very good about just kind of jumping in, doing the yeah. thing, not getting tripped up in that way. Yeah. Do you, is there like a specific process that you well, go through consciously? Well, my version of what you're talking about happens to me when I'm writing, you know, especially if I'm uh, writing a new show, I'll write 20 minutes of stuff and I'll be like, oh my God, I have so much material. This is great. And then one day I'll wake up and I'll look at it. And my version of your anxiety is this is shit. Right. This is all cliched. This is corny. This is yeah. something people have heard before. Like I will go full on negative for a day. Wow. Yeah. You know, and then and then it'll turn into, okay, let's really look at this. And then I'll and, and really looking at it, I'll go. It's not so bad. It's not yeah. so. This these are the things that because I go to a really harsh place first, mm-hmm. and then I pull back. Yeah. And um, but uh, it, like. There's no day-to-day anxiety like that for me. Are there, what are the things that you get anxious about? I wouldn't say that, uh, I wouldn't say it's kind of a day-to-day thing for me, even Mm -hmm. like, you know, this is kind of top of mind for me because I do have this idea for like a video series and I've been kind of like stalling on it. So, um, but it's not like a necessarily a day-to-day anxiety that I have about it. You're stalling on your video series? I'm stalling on my video series. Why? Well, I'm just... Uh, let me not say stall, but I'm like okay. real, I've really slowed down. <laughs> okay. Like, I'm just kind of going at a glacial pace. Right. 
But um, yeah, but because, yeah, because I do just kind of get nervous. It's not going to come out good. I'm not going to look good. I'm going to sound like, I'm, you know, not as smart as I want to sound. Mm-hmm. All, all the kind of bullshit, right? Like all the mm-hmm. noise machine that comes up that says we're not right. So it's all that stuff. And kind of the way that I manage it for myself is I'm very, very patient. Mm. I'm very compassionate with myself. So okay. I don't, if I'm noticing that there's a lot of that negative, you know, self-talk that's coming up about it, right. like just, I'm kind of like, you know, like you said, being harsh. Yeah. You know, I just observe it. Like, I'm just kind of like, oh, that's the story that we're telling ourselves right now. Right. So right. I kind of, I just separate myself from the actual thought itself. And I kind of just like let that play out for a minute. And I actually pay attention to more of what that represents, which is just like my own fear. So I know how to call shame out and be like, oh, that's not, that story is not true. Oh. But it is just reflective of that. The fact that this is something that really matters to me. And I just want it to be good. And, and who, who couldn't understand that? It right? sounds like you're riding the wave. It's Riding kind of like you're feeling it and yes. you're kind of experiencing it and you're noticing it. I love that word because yeah, yeah, that yeah. was a, that was a really big buzzword in all the parenting things. What? Like instead of caring, uh, uh, notice like instead of saying things to your kid like you're so wired today or you're too you're too wiggly or or calm down. You have to go to I notice you're very excited. Yeah, I notice you're feeling kind of sad or I notice. So it's less confrontational. And it gives a kid more space to kind of process their own feelings. Yeah, it's less judgmental because yeah. if you're tra- if you're trying to kind of like you're so wiggly or whatever, you know, right. it's like you're trying to say like you're being bad. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, don't that's do how that. I that's was not raised. Good. Yeah. I mean, a lot of us. Right. <laughs> you're so such it's a not- klutz. That's what I heard all the time. <laughs> but it's not it's not effective that it's, you know, clinically speaking, it's way more motivating for us to use kind of like a positive motivation. Yeah. For us to make changes that we want, not negative. So you can't shame yourself. You can't hate yourself into a version of love, as I've said a few times. Oh, OK. All right. This is OK. This is perfect because yeah. we have Jack today and we're talking yes. about managing anxiety. He's a genius acting teacher. Yes. And, and he's also the loveliest human being ever. He's the lo- Loveliest human being. I've I've worked with him a bunch of times. He's hysterically funny. Yes. He's so, he has the creativity of a, a kid. Like he just like I'm talking yeah. about people who just kind of like embracing. I want to get to him, but this was my uh, managing shaming anxiety yesterday. So I've lost a bunch of weight since I've stopped drinking. Yeah, and you I look great. Oh, so I posted that pic, right? Yes. I posted a shirtless pic to just kind of like hold myself accountable. And that's also out of my comfort zone because I'm not yeah. that girl. I'm yes. not swimsuit girl. That's never, you know, there's that line from funny girl. You don't have to do leading lady dialogue for me. I'm a comic. You know, it's kind of like, <laughs> I'm not that boy, right? Yeah. And so halfway through the day, I kind of like the shame in my head went, who does she think she is? People mm-hmm. are going to start thinking that you think that you're oh, that. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. That people are going to start thinking. And people posted very nice things. I may have even taken it off of my Instagram. But that was what was coming up in my head. It was like, oh, people are going to think. And normally I don't give a shit what anybody thinks. But yeah. people are going to think that I think that I'm that. That yep. I'm that girl. And yes. I'm not. yes. Yeah, I've been there. I've been there. It's hard because it really does feel in the moment. It really feels like reality. It doesn't feel like a story we're telling ourselves. It's like, oh, my God, people are going to hate me or people are going to think I'm this or that or trash or whatever it is. Yeah, it really yeah, yeah. feels like reality, not a story we're telling ourselves. Right. So it, it can be hard for us to pull that out. But maybe we should uh, bring Jack in and he can teach but us a little bit more about did this. I, did I look nice at least? Was you nice looked amazing. Just- you okay. a look amazing. Okay. You also looked amazing in that picture. Okay. You look great. Thanks. You look healthy. You look like you've really been very right. conscious. Consciously taking care of your body. <laughs> the shame. All right. We're, we're going to have Jack Plotnick uh, 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 on the show, on our fine program, talk about managing anxiety right after these important messages. 
We're very excited to talk to our guest today. He's an actor, writer, director. He's also a friend of mine. and He's been working uh, in the business for over 20 years. He's also an experienced and amazing actor. Hold on, let me start over. Start over. All right. That was a disaster. <laughs> I, what happened? I liked it. Let's all right, all right, let me start over. It wasn't perfect, Jack. It wasn't perfect. All right. Oh, let's release and destroy our need to be perfect. <laughs> we are so excited to talk to our guest today. He's an actor, writer, and director. He's also a friend of mine, and he's been working in the business for over 20 years. He's also an experienced and amazing acting coach. You can currently see him on Grace and Frankie and Reno 911. He's also gotten a lot of attention for his Disney-inspired parody videos, which you can check out on his YouTube channel. If that is enough, he also co-wrote and directed the Sony Pictures feature film. Now I'm cursed. <laughs> oh my goodness. Now keep this on the show. Keep this on the show. If that, that isn't one. enough, if that isn't enough, he also co-wrote and directed the Sony Pictures feature film Space Station 76 and a Broadway musical called Disaster. He's the perfect guest for our podcast because he's also written a free ebook about controlling anxiety. He does it all. Please welcome our friend Jack Plotnick. Yay. How's that? Yay. 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 Matthew, Yay. you guys, what you're doing is so beautiful and important. I just, I love listening to you two talk and I think, I think it's so well verbalized. Alec, I saw that image and in, not for a second did I think, who's that girl? I, um... I, I just went, oh, my God, I'm so glad Alec is is feeling good and looking good <laughs> and sober. But you know what? Yeah, I never thought uh, anything like uh, what is he trying to say with this? Beyond yeah. Just yeah, but that, what, Matt, what is that? We're all dealing with what with, is that? What is that voice that, that comes up and goes, who does she think she is? Anytime because anytime that we are showcasing everything we're putting out there, anything that might feel vulnerable and just mm. kind of like, you know, maybe like authentic, like this was something that was meaningful for you. You had a goal that you wanted to work on My and that was important yeah. until you put your tits out there. Right. Yeah. And but I also think we're living in a time though, where you don't know how some people will react to things on social media yeah. and uh, sometimes it can surprise you. So I think also there's nothing wrong with going, well, let me think through my head, whether there's some slant on this that I miss that will offend people. True. Or, yep. Yeah, so, yeah. That's a critical thinking. I have to thank you before we start this. Uh, uh, we go in depth, Jack. You've talked. I get terrible, terrible stage fright um, uh, when I do stand up and your affirmations. Like I never get nervous acting in a film because there's other people. But when I have to get out there by myself, I always use the affirmation. I'm here to tickle myself. I'm here to uh, I release and destroy the need to be funny. I'm just here mm. to tickle myself, be myself, and have fun. Yeah, and Al that Al really and changes everything. About this at length, and and what you're sharing right now are some of the I call them actor affirmations, uh, and they're things we say to ourselves to let uh, anxiety go. Mm -hmm. I yeah. love that. I love yeah. that. I'm going to use that when I start making my videos eventually. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm here to tickle you, myself. I've called you like right before gigs. I remember one time I was co-hosting The View and I called you right beforehand. Yes. And I was super nervous. And you, you've talked me off a lot of cliffs is what I'm saying. Yeah, because feelings aren't facts. Every feeling is caused by a thought. So really what was happening is your vulture, uh, I call it our ego, the half of us that wants us to fail. I call that our vulture. And it sits on our shoulder and says things that make us feel bad, makes us. 
yeah. feel anxiety or what you're calling nervous, which is really just excitement mixed with anxiety. And yeah. I just gave you things to t- say to your vulture to let your vulture know you weren't interested in the things he was saying at that time. That's what I'm interested work. in, Jack, is how did you personally arrive at this discovery of these of, of this of this works and this is what I'm going to do? Well, Matthew, you really nailed it when you said I want these videos to be great. Right. Yep. That's what you said. But and that's the key is understanding that it's OK to want that your 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 series to be wonderful. But. You mustn't need it to be. And yeah. that's that's the secret to happiness is understanding the difference between want and need because yes. need is fear-based. Need says, I'm not good enough without this or I know what's best for me and you don't. And yeah. so oh. when I realized that, and I, I learned that, I knew that I was addicted to, to negative thinking based on my upbringing or just genetically who I am. And I wanted to let it go. And I was uh, discovering at, at these things that they called affirmations by Louise Hay or Marion Williamson. But then I got my breakthrough moment. And this is something that I didn't find anywhere. No one's teaching this. And so I really am excited that I get to share it with your audience today. I was at a. a your a, mic is hitting your collar. And every time it does, you're like Lena I Lamont was, singing in the rain. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> Are you, I had to dig this out of a drawer. It was tangled yeah. in a million different tangles. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> So anyway, I was at a dinner party and this uh, quote unquote psychic was there and she mentioned this concept of I release and destroy my need for dot, dot, dot. Uh, And for me, that was the breakthrough moment that alleviated all anxiety in my life because I realized that if my vulture was saying you need to book this job, that if I say to the vulture, look, I, I want to book the job, but I release and destroy my need to book the job, then my vulture would shut up. Then the pressure would roll off and I would end up having a much better chance. Yeah. Jack, mm. Jack, would you say that that's is, is it kind of the same thing uh, to say it another way as really uh, surrendering the need for control and attachment to outcome? Is that like a similar thing? You know, that that's a beautiful statement that you just said. And I would just say that your vulture is speaking in very specific terms. You want to make sure you're replying to uh, it in just as specific terms. Mm. Which, and basically the reply is almost could almost always be I release and destroy my need for whatever it is you're saying. And then mm. it will learn. OK, so he'll no longer fall for that. He's not, they're not interested in talking about that. And they'll move on to some other reason why your life is, is crud. And so I usually have to talk my vulture down about seven points before it finally gives up and gives me, you know, 10 minutes of blissful silence in which I can shine my light. Oh, do you. Is, so you said that it needs to be kind of in specific terms. Is that speci- is there are there specific terms that should generally be used for everybody or does everybody need to kind of craft their own like tailor made specific term? Because like yeah. I've heard Brene Brown call it like her gremlin. So like, yeah, do we need to say, yeah. you know, like what? Bill Hader calls it his monkey. <laughs> right. Call, you know, every uh, new age spiritual or religion is, is, or AA is saying the same thing. And, and it's all about choosing love over fear. It doesn't matter yeah. what you call it. It's yeah. your experience. You just want to get any thought that makes you feel pressure or anxiety. You want to just stop that because it's not helping your life at all. It's the half of you that wants you to be miserable. Yeah. You know what? Actually, the, it's so funny that we're talking about this because I'm kind of in the, I'm, I'm a little bit in the space now where I'm searching for a new home, right? Like I, I want to, really? I want to buy, buy a home and I'm, I've never been a homeowner. So this is the first oh. time for me. I have a very specific idea of what kind of home I want. Right. And uh, today there was this kind of this home that came up. It's in the right price point. It's exactly where I want. It's like kind of ideal and perfect. And I'm like, <gasps> 
I need this home. I need mm. this home. And so I immediately kind of go to that place where I'm like spinning in that and I can feel my heart racing and all of that. And I got to a point where I realized like, whoa, I'm already on that train, right. that train that's telling me like, I need this. Otherwise I'm not going to be okay. Or, or I'm going to have failed something. Did it have a pool? Was there a pool? It, it didn't have a pool. Oh, it didn't have okay. a pool. No, but it kind of sounds like that's the vulture, right? Would you say? hundred percent. Any negative, see, again, feelings aren't facts. So any negative feeling is caused by a negative thought and any negative thought is being said by your ego, your vulture. Right. And what I would say is, you know, first off, you'd want to say I release and destroy my need to get this yeah. home. I want it. I want it more than anyone else here. And so I will take steps towards getting it. And then you'd want to say, in my opinion, the affirmation, I am relaxed trusting in a higher plan that's unfolding for me for mm. my greatest good because yeah. you could move into that house and find out it has mold and you could die uh, like what's that Brittany Murphy died from, yeah. from mold you, we don't know what's best for us but Brittany we Murphy died from mold oh you don't know that <laughs> I thought she killed herself <laughs> no no oh mm. my gosh go down that wormhole start looking at yeah. oh no I, why am I just Google hearing it. about this oh it is a fascinating story yeah she died from mold well, uh, I'm just telling you, people believe that. And uh, I yeah. believe it. All right. Yeah. And if Britney Spears lived in the house before and sensed something was off and got out of there. Oh, um, okay. Well, I, what it sounds to me is this yes, is really dear. about because what 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 it's really worked for me is is detachment. You're de you're detaching from your like like Matt and I talk a lot about attachment to outcome. Yeah. That that causes a lot of anxiety, your attachment to outcome, like like you're saying, like this has to be a certain way or I'm not good enough. Yeah. So so detaching from that is and it's it's so important, especially when you do want something a lot like those are the those are the times where that that matters where detachment detachment matters yeah. the most. I'm having a stroke. I don't know. I'm so excited <laughs> about this conversation. But those, because we are, we're up for big stuff all the time. We're up for like television shows or a movie and we have to go in there. I, I know for a fact, you know, remember that Oprah thing, what I know for sure. Yeah. When I go in attached to, I've got to get this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It never goes well. Yep. No. And yep. when I go in saying, um, this is the other exercise of yours that I do. Um, this is an anxiety relieving thing. When I go into the room, I look at something to to anchor myself in the room. You like look at a picture at the wall or you I look, or, yeah, you notice something and just kind of acknowledge it. And then the other thing is I give myself permission to hate them. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the thing I'd love to share today with your audience. It's so powerful. That that's, that uh, short circuits all anxiety. Yeah. Is the concept yeah. that you have permission to hate your audience or to hate the people around you as a healthy way to love them. Can because, you say more about that? What yeah, that mean? yeah, Absolutely. because that was that was the tricky part for me. I was like, how do I go in here? Am I going to come in with a negative vibe? And no, you won't. What that does is what that what I've learned is it. I'm not, I'm not concerned about what they're thinking. Yes, I, because the truth kind of, is, yeah. you don't know what they're thinking, and whether someone likes you or not has nothing to do with you. the The truth is, we're worried about what we think about ourselves. So our vulture projects our own inner self hatred mm -hmm. onto the people around us, thinking, "Oh, it's not me that thinks I'm a bad actor or a bad boyfriend. It's them. They uh -huh. think I'm a bad actor, etc." And so, when you give yourself permission to hate the person in front of you. It, then why would you care what they think of you? If you don't care what they think of you, it gets rid of that blank slate you were projecting huh. your fears onto. And, Matthew's uh, not sold yet. He's kind of well, like I, he's I, processing I, it. I'm, I'm just, he has, his, his, 
his I know him very well. His no, I'm just curious. So I'm just I, I am curious. No, I, I do. I like love the concept. I'm tracking mm-hmm. with you. I'm just kind of I have a question. My question yeah. is, does that have the potential? Right. Like if you go to the place of just kind of like, you know what? No, I hate you. Does that have no. the potential to I didn't infl- say you hate them. I want to be oh. very clear right now. Okay. I said, give yourself permission, permission to hate them. To... I will oh, never hate them. Why would I hate you. a human? We're all one. I love you. I don't you. know. I'm, I'm so grateful so, for the clarification, uh, though. Yeah, yeah. So it's not that you're... But you know <laughs> you're not supposed you go... to go in and set fire to the room. God, no, no. just permission. Yeah. You just yeah. clear because the space to hate them if you feel so compelled. I could if I wanted to, which makes right. me stop needing their approval. Because uh, I used to go into audition rooms okay. like, hi, please like me, please like me. Yes. But now that I have permission to hate them if I want, wanted to i actually walk in smiling i'm i'm comfortable i'm i'm easygoing because i don't need anything from them which is actually the elevated mature way to love your fellow man because needing things from people needing their approval is not a healthy way to love it's a childlike way and so um yeah, yeah. So did that help clarify a little that bit? That absolutely did. No, that was a really good distinction for me because I because I, you know, I thought you were saying like you had to hate them, but you don't. You just have to clear the space. You have to give yourself permission to hate them. And then that also kind of absolves the need. Yeah, you know, it's like it's almost like that phrase when you go, ah, fuck them. Like if they yes. like me, they like me. If they don't, they uh, don't. Yeah. I do yeah. that a lot where I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I, I see myself. I'm caught up in this. I want yeah. this outcome. I want this, you know, reaction. You know what? Fuck it. I don't care. And then I always do the best work. Yeah, exactly. Because the yeah. goal is to impress people. The goal is to do your best work and to get the job or get the boyfriend. But you have to play tricks with your brain to, to yeah. short circuit that vulture yeah. who's yeah. trying to ruin your life. Yeah, yeah. I have a friend who uh, who I did stand up with on a lot of cruises and she says that her thing is, but right before she goes on, it's her version of, I give myself permission to hate them. She's like, um, if they could do this, they'd be up here. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't care what they think. If they could do it, yeah. if, you're all, if I'm going out in front of a whole group of people who all do what I do, yeah. then it's a different story. But if you could do this, you're not yeah. performers. You're yeah, not, yeah, yeah. I'm coming out here to entertain you. Speaking of entertaining, <laughs> Uh, I want to segue a little bit because I want to talk. I want to. But oh, oh, go ahead. Just go ahead, before go ahead. we yes, do, I just, I, want, I just had kind of one he, more he has question. a question about ski well, equipment. Question about what? No, <laughs> those are your vultures, not mine. So, but on the note of vultures, Jack, I'm I'm kind of curious because you know, I'm here. I'm kind of thinking about like mine specifically. I'm curious okay. for you, like what. Even now, like you're obviously, you know, you speak about things so clearly and I love hearing about it. You're a master of this. I'm curious what even still tends to be kind of your loudest vulture. Yeah, that's for you personally. Well, um, the the vulture is going to say the same things for your whole life. It's just will you start to listen to it? And uh, I guess I have one vulture that says many, many things Uh. because it's as smart as I am. And I guess for me, my biggest uh, issue in my life is not is not willing to accept myself is self-acceptance. And so I make sure that the moment I wake up, I put the thought for years of the thought was I forgive myself unconditionally because I had a lot of of, uh, anger at myself for imagined things. But for the last uh, five, 10 years, it's been about waking up and saying, gosh, I love me. I love me and I accept myself because you want to start your day in control. If you let your vulture have the first five minutes of your yeah. day, it, yeah. you can fall into a pattern for the rest of the day. So that, but that do, but do, but do you mind, do you mind if I ask maybe even like a little bit kind of more specifically, like, you know, you say that you want to accept yourself. What tends to be the ways that that vulture very specifically says like, you shouldn't when accept this up? or that, like what specifically? Well, I hit a, a pretty big depression when I hit uh, about two years ago. And it was that the things my vulture had always said to me, I 
for some reason started to believe. And they were mm. things like, you wasted your opportunities. Uh, You're too old now to, to have any good uh, happen in your life, whether it's yeah. a job or a boyfriend. Yeah. And uh, so I guess those, but the thing was, my friends reminded me, your vulture has been saying that since you were in your twenties. So it's just that real things happen in your life. One of them is that I have gotten older and then your vulture goes, well, now, now you'll listen to me. Oh yeah. That happened to me. That's how I ended up on Lexapro. Yeah. I'm on on the lowest dose of Lexapro and I Uh, fucking love it. I love it Mm. because what would happen was my vulture was, I was listening to it. I was under a lot of pressure. My son was going through puberty. It wasn't going well. And, and my, vulture was like who do you think you are you're not it's done you're done uh you don't have the skill set to raise a child this is too difficult this is too and then it turned into despair and i started going to the meds because i was i would stop at trader joe's with a cart and just stop and stare off into the distance and i was like this this isn't i don't want to live this way this isn't how i want to be yeah that's so true and i relate jack actually because i'm 39 i'll be 40 next year I haven't had like an extremely kind of like long relationship or or really any kind of thing, anything that that I would even say was like uber significant. And it's hard sometimes where I think like, man, what the fuck, man? Like this is you're a therapist, like physician, heal thyself. Like, how come you can't figure this out? Right. And there's that same kind of vulture that tells me, you know, like you should have had a boyfriend by this time. You should be with them, maybe oh. even married. And so what's wrong with you? So the boyfriend I, timeline. That's a, it's a <laughs> the boyfriend timeline, but that's a, that's that kind of the noise from my vulture that I've been really checking in on and, and trying to work on, you know, kind of dismantling also. So. All right. So what's, what's the response, Jack, to I'm too old to ha- I, and I missed out on having a, a significant other. Well, Alec, the, the first thing you do is to just say, I release and destroy my need for, and in this case, a boyfriend. Uh, you get, uh, you say, I'm grateful for all the good in my life and I'm worthy of all the good in my life because that is the secret to happiness. The sooner you can get back to being grateful for what is, yeah. the faster you'll be back uh, with the truth of, of who you are and the freedom mm. for, to have joy. Next, you want to remind, take some pressure off yourself. Say, you know, the grass is exactly as green on both sides. So everyone in a relationship is going, I wonder if what it would be yeah. if I wasn't in this. Try to be good with yourself. And, uh, but you know, I mean, I'm, I'm with you, Matthew. It's, it's hard. You can, I, I don't really, that's a whole discussion that we could do a whole nother hour on yeah. to talk about love and, and, and things like that. You know? Yeah. But you know, the thing that's been, the thing that has been helpful for me at times is that when I'm able to be aware of it, when I'm conscious of what my negative thinking is, like whatever the vulture is telling me is that I just observe it. I don't over identify with it. I just observe it. And I say, you know, as I was saying at the top of the show, like, okay, there it is. That's the story that we're telling ourselves. And then I also release the need for my mood to have to change like that, as if to oh. say, as if to say that if, OK, I've changed my thought positively, now I should feel total peace because it takes time for our mood to catch up with our thinking. And I know that that's something that not only for me, but a lot of my clients get tripped up on is if I just think things positively, then I shouldn't have to feel uncomfortable anymore. And that's not how it works. It takes time for our mood to catch up. Yeah. Yeah. And I would also re, re, uh, clarify that it's not that what I teach is not about thinking positively. It's about focusing on the positive because the bad stuff will always be there. And we're not trying to pretend it won't. We're just 
um, what you focus on creates more of it in your life. Mm. Um, and then I would just say the next step after, if, and then I'll just end this love conversation is that mm-hmm. after you, I, love the love conversation. I can't bear to talk about it. Because, <laughs> But anyway, because it's just such a huge concept. And Matthew, I just wanted to throw this out for you. Once you release your need for it, then what they say, there's a wonderful, uh, Diane Kirshner wrote a book called Opening Love's Door. They yeah. say, put as much work into it as you do everything else in your life. Whether So, uh, you know, are you going on as many dates as you are going on auditions? Because if you're not- Does grinder count? Really- <laughs> because i am working hard <laughs> he works hard for the money but i don't want to make it sound like i'm saying get out there and get a, a mate I, i'm at a place right now where i'm like uh i'm very happy being single so i, yeah. I would like to have a mate because i've never had one in my life yeah. and i invite it into my life but i am not putting the work in and maybe i should or maybe i i, I don't i'm not clear uh clear on it myself so right yeah. before i met my husband i was really Really in the zone of liking being single. I was like, I'm with people when I want to be with people. I'm getting laid when I want to get laid. And it was just kind of like I figured it out so that when my when I did meet Jamie, I wasn't needy. Yeah, I wasn't like I was like, if this works out, I because normally I'm like, this has to work out no matter what. Yeah, that was my old love and sex addiction thinking that this yeah, has yeah, to yeah. work out and that just drives everybody. Really, and it, w- it was releasing the need. It was releasing mm-hmm. the need. Jack, releasing I just have, I just have one other question. Cause I am fascinated in the way that you phrase things. And I'm curious mm-hmm. about the distinction. You said that you don't teach thinking positively. You teach focusing on the good. What's the difference between the two? Uh, well, it's almost like, um, Thinking positively is akin to uh, putting pink frosting all over a shit cake. It's like, oh, I'm just going to pretend that this isn't a shitty cake and I'm going to just think happy thoughts. It's also very similar to the secret. If I just sit around saying that I'm rich and famous, then then I'll be rich and famous. And I don't really agree with those things. I think it's about that you acknowledge that, that there are there's darkness and that there are negative things around you. 50% of everything around you shit, but 50% of everything around you is amazing. I mean, we're alive right. and because we're alive. We're in a place of infinite possibility and we're so lucky and so many souls wish they could change places with us. So you'll notice as I say things like that, I'm spiraling upwards. Right. Um, but if I was to just say everything's great in my life, part of me, my vulture, especially knows I'm lying because not everything great is great in my life. Mm-hmm. Because 50, right. again, fifty percent of things are sort of crappy. But, I mean, but focusing on the gratitude changes everything. Changes Matt, you've your, talked about it a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. A, well, but kind of. Yeah, yeah. I, I think there's probably a little bit more of a nuanced distinction between thinking positively and toxic positivity, which is kind of more like slapping frosting on the shit cake. Um, but I hear you. But I and I and I love this idea of of really honing in and focusing on the good, and that inherently starts to kind of spin your energy. Yeah, up and, and I don't have you. a problem with people thinking positively. Not not at no, all. Totally. Uh, it's just for There's some more people, to it. the the word think positively <clears throat> turns them away from joyful, loving thoughts because it sounds like they're lying to themselves. So I don't want to ever make someone feel like they're lying to themselves. Gotcha. And I want them to come to love. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Everybody kind of loves. Okay. So uh, let's talk about your videos for a second. Um, uh, your videos our genius like the, the oh, you've done you've you. done a series of videos um there's there was a series of uh, uh Walt Disney specials in the 60s about the making of the Tiki Room uh, or It's a Small World and it featured artists like Mary Blair and the original Imagineers and what yeah. Jack has done is he's inserted himself 
into these videos and he plays several different characters. They're all these women who are working on the tiki room or um, or or the uh, the kind of handsy male imagineer who's just rotten. Tell us, can you, if, and if you've never seen it, go to YouTube and 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 just look up Jack Plotkin. And they're so funny. In addition oh, to all the you, other Alex. things you do, Evie. Uh, from girls will be girls. Yeah, immediately funny. Um, where? What was the genesis for that idea? I love the title. Immediately funny. That's immediately be your funny. autobiography. I love that. Immediately because funny. You are. There's nothing like performing on stage with Alec. And I know um, Matthew, you get to be with him here on a podcast, but to be on a stage with Alec is electric. I'm so grateful for that opportunity. Uh, but anyway, I, you know, when I was a kid, I dreamt of being an Imagineer, and it was my first like I, that. That was all I wanted. I was obsessed with Disney World. But then when quarantine hit. I was going, I was just laying in my bed watching yeah. these old videos. Anything about Disney, I would watch, whether it was like worst restaurant to eat at at Disneyland Paris, I would watch it. Yeah. And then I came across that special you mentioned, the Wonderful World of Disney special on the, from the 60s. And Walt was showing this woman around this model who he called the, he called her Miss Disneyland Tencennial. Yes. And I was like, that's weird. Yeah. And then he, he would talk to Imagineers, but immediately walk away from them. And I thought, Oh my goodness, like what if the camera stayed on the Imagineer <laughs> and we could just hear what they were thinking and going through? And it happened that I looked like Blaine Gibson, uh, <laughs> my, my first video. And it was a great way also not only to make fun of that 60s misogyny that was going yeah. on sort of uh, right under the surface, yeah. but I also always wanted to make fun of the Pirates of the Caribbean ride, which was so rapey. Until yeah. about yeah. five years ago. Yeah. It was so yeah. rapey. Yeah. So um, anyway, so that... You know, I did that video. I, I then I did another video about haunted mansion. Then I did mm. another video about Small World, and then people started to notice them. And all of a sudden, it was like I had this little mini series. So I've done five in all, oh, and I'm working so on good. a sixth. And I love yeah. that. I love that. And you did you that. film those all in your apartment? All I filmed right them all right, right here against this wall with a green screen by myself. Yeah, yeah. I making, love it. I, I, yeah. I have to tell you that I've seen like I've seen all your videos because <laughs> and I always stop and I watch the whole thing because they're always so funny. They are just electric like you are just a hundred percent vibrating and creatively and it just and it and it just comes through and it's also really inspiring for me and i love it and we also the way that we know each other jack is through our friend sterling and i remember yes. sterling telling me about how you were kind of like very kind of casually like kind of coaching his nephew landon mm -hmm. um who was saying like oh i kind of want to do a video but like you know i need to get this equipment or that equipment or whatever and uh and he said that what you said to him was just like you've got that iphone get filming like you can do yeah. you can do it on anything you, it's not you about all that of that stuff. on the iphone yes yeah exactly <clears throat> people have made a feature film with it it's all you need oh um my gosh. And, you know you were talking about how you're dragging your heels and you know it's okay to drag your heels there's nothing wrong with that you'll make the art when you're ready at the same time what might be blocking you matthew i learned from my friend tom lank who has a huge instagram following yeah oh, he's been on our show tom. he's yeah, been on the show him. yeah i really learned from him to let go of my need to make it perfect but what i want to say to you more importantly is this the truth about what i do is i never really want to do it and i never feel ready and that's, mm, that's, that's what me. stops artists is that we go, well, I have to be ready in order to start filming. You'll never feel ready. As I'm putting it together, I'm thinking this won't work, but I do it anyway. As I'm getting the camera and putting on the wig or the costume, I'm thinking, I don't know if this is going to work. As I'm filming it, I'm going, I don't know, maybe this, maybe that. When I'm editing it and I finish my first rough edit, they call it, 
I don't think anyone will like it. I'll send it to a friend. He'll go, oh, this is funny. You should post it. And I go, oh, okay, you're right. It's good. I mean, so just know you'll never think it's good because yeah. it's an artist's dilemma. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But now uh, after I post them, I end up falling in love with them. Yeah. And so don't wait till you're a thing called ready or a thing called comfortable because yeah. you're never going to be. And instead, just fucking demand that you make it. Right. Make it right. Because until it's a reality, then it's nothing. It's about that. That sounds to me like it's about showing up. You know, it's about just showing up. But I, my favorite thing in the It's a Small World video, I just have to say this because it's time to wrap up. I want to yeah. talk to you forever and ever. <laughs> um, is, they're describing the ride and you're like, what happens with the children of the world? They just sing. Anything else? Does it go down a waterfall? Is there a war? No, they just... They just they just sing the song, the whole song. In every language, every child, in every, every, child, child. In every nation. It, yeah. <laughs> And, the, the whole song. Yes. And then the personal lives of the women, how they regard each other, like the gossip between them and Mary Blair looking at Walt Disney like he's an idiot. I'm just, I'm just, it's it's brilliant. I don't know how the Disney company hasn't sued you yet. Um, I just, so we always end the program. Um, I can't believe we, we got through this so quickly. Um, this is uh, your ideal guest because oh, the time has I, just flown oh by. God, really? Everything yeah, I seriously. talked about, if you liked the, uh, any of the ideas I mentioned the app or me or what they're all in my free ebook at my website, jackplotnick.com. Yes. So you can yes. read all about anything I said. And I don't know if you're teaching again, but if you're in the Los Angeles area and Jack ever teaches again, do yourself a favor, go, go, <laughs> go to his class. You're such a great teacher because it's all yeah. applicable. It's I've seen, and I've seen the transformation. What happens in Jack's classes is people will do a scene. And your first question is, did you have fun? And mm. the, invariably the answer is like, no. <laughs> so Jack gets you in a space in the class where you have fun and you get out of your way. So um, we usually end the program with uh, a hot message for people. Um, and, and given that it was talking about managing anxiety, um, what, what, what do you feel is your hot message about that managing anxiety? I mean, it's a big umbrella, but go. <laughs> Uh, um, hot message. Yeah. You were put on earth to control your thoughts, to choose all day long between love and fear. And when you are awake to that, you are living and mm -hmm. you are, are fulfilling your soul's purpose. Uh, that sounds very spiritual. So I'll just say, please don't forget when you feel bad, <clears throat> turn to your vulture and ask them, what did you just say to me? They'll say it again, clear. And you say, <clears throat> pardon me, you, you say, well, I release and destroy my need for whatever you just said. That mm. is how you choose love. That is how you spiral mm. upwards and, and return to being grateful for your life because we are so lucky to be alive. Mm. I love that. Wow. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Jack, I love you. I love miss you. Guys. Yeah, I love wanna, you guys. I want to see you soon. This was you super gave a, fun. Yeah, no, that, yeah. that was a lot to chew on. That's, I'm, Lucky to be alive. Yeah. We all are. Yeah. Thank you, Jack. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Jack. Um, lucky to be alive, Matt. Yeah. Wow. Very lucky to be yeah, alive. No, no, I mean, like, I saw a Stephen Colbert interview one time, and somebody asked him, are you grateful for your life? Mm. And it's yes. kind of like, 
I, I, I thought about that for a second and, and I asked myself the same question. Are you grateful for your life? And mm-hmm. I'm so grateful for my life. Yeah. I, you know, as much as I complain, as much as I'm like, man, I don't like this and this isn't happening. Yeah. I, there's, there's, you know, when I focus on it, as Jack was talking about it, focus on the good. There's more good than bad. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a practice. Yeah. You have to do it right. If you want to feel grateful, that means you have to practice gratitude. Yeah. So um, what's your hot message? Well, I mean, I would say something I would say something kind of very similar to what Jack said, which is, uh, you know, it, it's probably one of the, the greatest barometers for me in life in terms of any decision I'm ever making mm. is, does this feel free like love or does this feel tense and restrictive like fear? And oh. if it's the latter, I don't do it. I don't do it until I get in that space where I kind of feel more of that. So uh, that's that's kind of my own take on that. But yes, choose huh. love. Choose love. I don't have a hot message. Everything's been said. <laughs> I want more intimacy from you. Matt. Okay, that's, great. That's my hot message for the day. I, I think you, you kind of like have to also give the things that you need. It's kind of like just it's about detachment. It's about like if you want something really, really bad and you want to do a good job, the way to do it is to kind of really let go of your need to yeah. let go of your attachment to the outcome. Exactly. That's, that's it. Where can people find you on your socials? You find me at MJ Dempsey Psych on Instagram, Twitter, Matthew J. Dempsey Psychotherapy on Facebook. Um, we love doing this podcast. Thank you for all your messages that you've been sending us and all the comments. We love it. You can find me at Alec Mappa on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find us both at the Hot Mess Pod on Instagram yeah. and on the Twitter. <laughs> send us your messages. Send us your questions. If this is the first time you've listened to us, welcome. Um, don't forget to download and subscribe. And if you're coming back again, thank you. Thank you. We're grateful for you. Very we're, grateful. We're grateful that you're alive. So uh, yes. tune in next week for more Hot Mess Fun. Goodbye. Bye, everybody. This has been a Stage 29 podcast production. The podcast is executive produced by Patty Chiano, Laferne Cusack, and Stephanie Kaysen. Our audio editors are Jackson Ruff and Jonathan DeMatty. Callie Kelts is the social media producer. And a special thanks to the rest of our podcast crew, Rwani Horinige, William Cusack, Lisa Clark, Katie Brown, and Morgan Kaler. This podcast has been produced by Stage 29 Productions for entertainment purposes only. The contents of this podcast does not constitute medical or professional advice, do not reflect the opinions of this company, any of its parent companies, affiliates, subsidiaries, promotional sponsors, or advertising agencies. The views expressed by the hosts and guests are their own, and their appearance on the program does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. For more information, please go to stage29.tv.